Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Top of the Key. I'm Grace, and I'm here with Thomas. Um, we went to game four. <laughs> yeah. Period. <laughs> it was that. Most. That was. It was fun for a while. Yeah, great time. But like before halftime, I was having a ball. <laughs> <laughs> it was real fun for a while. <laughs> um. So we're recording this on Thursday. Usually we record on Mondays. Um, and so it's been a little over a week. Um, so the I feel like the dust has settled a little bit. And th- this was bizarre. This was a bizarre game. Watching it in person, yeah. it was bizarre. <laughs> like, they, so the, really the, Aces, the Aces won 70 to 69, which I, I'm pretty sure this is the first game, like even moderately close game they've had all season. They've never been within nine points. And of course, the last game has to be decided by a single point. Um, oh, you knew they were going to have a close game. Even if this went, even if this went the full five and the Liberty came back and won, or if it was they lost on game four, like it, they were going to have a close game. They were just, yeah. it was just, it had to be. The teams were too talented and too similarly talented. If you had asked me, though, if I thought the close game was going to be 70 to 69 as opposed to, like, (laughs) 20 more points per team, I'd be like, well, I'll take the over on that one. Yeah, Um, for sure. The To quote Ariana DeBose at this year's BAFTA's Awards, the Aces bench did the thing in a positive sense, and the Liberty starters (laughs) did the thing in a derogatory sense. Um, Oh, yes. Jonquil Jones. Jonquil Jones, superstar of the playoffs, has her worst game of the playoffs right when they need her. Yeah, it was just everyone had a terrible time at the worst possible time for the Liberty, like except Sloot. Sloot was like, "I don't want to. Yeah. I'm not done playing." But <laughs> we got the like she was great. Game. She was great the entire <laughs> game. Yeah, she was great the entire game. But it was just one of those where, and I, I hate doing this because it's not very analytically inclined or anything but it just felt like the lights were a little too bright for the liberty throughout this mm-hmm. entire game and this entire series like this is a game that if if you tell me if you told anyone hey the liberty are going to play a game at home and it's winner go home and there's significant injury problems on the aces everyone's like oh the liberty are winning by 15 but the liberty just didn't play well and it's not like the Aces didn't deserve to win. The Aces made them play poorly. Like, they played really well in order to get this performance out of the Liberty. But the Liberty just did, couldn't do that. Like, that was just not a performance they could have done, and that's what ended up happening. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Sid Colson actually was very good. Other than, uh, like, if you take I shouldn't score, like, but yeah. Yeah. Other than not scoring, like, defensively, she locked down Sabrina Nescu, which... um. I will we'll talk a little bit more about the Sid Colson Sabrina Nescu relationship later. But yeah, I mean they I mean Asia Wilson had an Asia Wilson game, right? Well 11, 11 for 21, 16, 16 rebounds, 24 points. It was it was a great performance, but at the same time, I mean, you had really no one doing anything other than Sid Colson defending off the bench because they ran they had 10 nine players. Let me see if I can do a math. One, two. Yeah, so they had eight players available, which is literally one above what they would need to be able to get a hardship contract in the playoffs. 
Um, and like other than Sid Colson being a great defender, like Kirsten Bell played two minutes off the bench. This was literally they just pulled a, a Alicia Clark into that lineup and said, "You're all yep. going for it," and it yep. worked. <laughs> yep, it had to work. They didn't have a choice. It yeah. and and the Liberty needed to make it not work. And that's really what I think. That's really what I, I mean by like the Liberty lost this game and the Aces won it, and it's on both of them. Yeah, that it ended up not going five. It should have probably, but it didn't because the the Liberty just didn't really play well. And even when they were winning, like they were up by like ten at one point. I think even in the third quarter, they weren't playing like the entire time. It was like, oh, they should be up more. And then yeah. you let you let a team with Asia Wilson hang around, and they're going to they're going to make you pay for that and that's exactly what happened yeah i mean we will we can talk about that final possession which was horrendous but really if you just look at the box score they lost this game in the third quarter because they oh yeah out they outscored them in the first by 10 they were it was a one point difference in the second vegas had 17 new york had 16 and then vegas outscored new york by 11 in the third it's that was and you could like sitting there you could see it they were losing the game and it was there was nothing you I think it's I think you're totally right. The lights just got a little too bright. I mean, Sabrina Nesco threw up on the sidelines, which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but the like, lights yeah. were just it was too bright. It was too big of a moment for them. I think also like the aces losing players probably didn't help because now the pressure was even more. Well, you have to win now at this point. They lost two starters. You have to win. And I think it just Yeah. Yeah. Everything sort of and, added up at the wrong moment. And I'm just like I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being a little too harsh on them, but the lights should not be too bright for a team with Brianna Stewart and Courtney Vandersloot and even Steph Dolson is a champion. Like Yeah. I understand the rest of them aren't champions for the most part, but come on. Like Brianna Stewart should be like, yeah, we can't play like this, you know? And yeah. I get that she's never actually been the leader of her teams like it's been a Sue Bird thing and then she's gone. Like and I get that it's there's a lot of growth for her to do in that regard and even she said it i think even i know sandy said it i think brianna stewart said it as well that it was different without with her being the only person but i think the kelsey plum stuff about i think she said what i don't think what she said was wrong i I just think she said it wrong you know what i mean yes yeah yeah (laughs) um because she was kind of like they're not a team or whatever. Like that's not true, but the aces have been through this shit as a group. And this Liberty team, just it's their first year together. They haven't been through this shit as a group. This is the shit they will go through as a group. If they're going to win in two years, then you could circle this moment and be like, this is when that loss, that bad loss at home in one of the biggest games in New York basketball, recent memory and getting kind of, Everyone being like, damn, LOL libs after that one, you know, like that's going to be a turning point for this group, this core, because they're going to they're going to remember that they're going to. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting, like looking at the box score, John Quill Jones, you know, had a great postseason. This was easily her worst game. I mean, really, one of what two games where she didn't have a double double and both they were games three and four of the series. Not what you want. Um, At least she was good in game three, though. Yeah. Stewie, like, it, she just didn't have a double-double, but she yeah. was not good. 
Uh, yeah, this was Wednesday. this was objectively a bad game. Um, Stewie, not a great game. Interesting that in the moment where the two players that you could say, oh, the lights would really be too bright for them, Laney and Ionescu, they both stepped it up in this game, even with, you know, Sabrinescu hurling on the sidelines. It, they really the player that stepped up in that moment was Vandersloot, which is interesting to me that like the player who has been getting fairly the most maligned the series for not being a good defender and not having a good series actually stepped it up in the moment that they needed her. Oh yeah. Like I saw tweets that weren't, this was, this was not wrong, but people were like, get her off the floor. Like she, yeah. she can't play in this series and credit to Sloot and credit to, I would say Sandy for believing in her, but yeah, like she, she was like, she was the sole reason why that game was even close. Yeah. And she had the shot, and it wasn't even a terrible, like, it, it was a no. tough look. It wasn't the best. It's not the look they drew up, because they, they, it wasn't the look they drew up, because, geez, man, once that ball hit, hit, uh, Brianna Stewart's fingertips and bounced up, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just know that's a bad sign when the play's broken, like, yeah. off the jump, but. So that final possession where UNESCO inbounds, throws it to Stewie. Uh, I assume the play was to Stewie to get a shot, but she was never going to be open, so they get it to Sloot. As the clock's going, she shoots, airballs it. It was gonna, it was a three. Didn't make it. Yeah, um, I think they, I think she wanted to put um, Stewie in the wing. In that, yes. like... And I mean, just they said like, as much. Yeah, in just the, the Yeah, in the post-game, basically, it was well, she's our MVP and you got to get the ball to her, which I get. Um, but she shot three for 17 that game. I, I understand the thought process behind we got to get the MVP the ball, but at the same time, like, read the room. Like, like yeah, give it to someone else. <laughs> Literally I, anyone else. <laughs> I also think, like, that's just not the play. That's not the play you call up in a professional basketball finals <laughs> with the game on the line is good player get ball in ISO. Like, yeah. come on. It, <laughs> we, we've advanced as a basketball species here. And I yeah. think that, I think, and another credit is Becky Hammond was really good this series. And I think Sandy was not as good as Becky Hammond yeah. was. And I think this game five, I mean, game four is a very, is a microcosm of that because I mean, she got it. You don't lose that game unless you you just get a little outcoached with the scheme. And they held the Liberty to 70 points. <laughs> That's yeah. you know what I mean? So, and just that last possession, I was like, why? Why is this the, looking back on it, I would say, the play is, she was out here. They called the timeout, which I don't think they should have called the timeout. I think they should have just let the play go yeah. as a, I mean, you had the, you had the, the the timeout allows the aces to set up. You just need a bucket. You don't need three. Yeah. You don't need four where you need to set up a play and an inbounds play. You needed one bucket. You could have gotten that in transition, and I don't know why exactly they called the timeout. I wouldn't have called the timeout there, I don't think. In the moment, I didn't want them to call a timeout. But, yeah, it was just, I don't know. That was a tough one. That was a tough yeah. pill to swallow type loss. Yeah, it definitely, like, that That play could have been better, but also, you know, like, they could have just 
scored more in the second half too. Like, oh, of course. Like, like it'll always come down to that. But yeah, like that's that's just like the way I feel about him. Like that play sucks, but also like you shouldn't have been in, in that situation. You should not have been in that situation. Um, but yeah, yeah. just it like everyone was bit like. Kayla Thornton came off the bench and wasn't good. Maureen Johannes came off the bench and wasn't good. Like, I don't, it, it's, it was just a bad game. And it was just a bad game at the worst time, right? After they had one good game in four games was really the, the issue there. Um, yeah, it, it's, it sucks. It just like, it, it yeah. sucks to be there for that. It's really what it sucks. Like if I'd watched it at home, I would have been like, damn, that sucks. But, that like, was the first, <laughs> that was the first time. I've ever been in like a building where the you could feel the energy like actually leave the arena. Yeah. When when because the place was bumping. Yeah. Even when even when the Liberty weren't playing well, the place was bumping. People were into it. It was great. It was like I kind of thought the Ace, the, the the Liberty were gonna win just because the the crowd was too into it. It was one of those situations yeah. where I kind of got I kind of got into the crowd a little too much. But I mean that. That what was it? The play right before, or like two plays right before that that terrible last possession, where they were like, you know, the Aces had the ball and the place, like it was shaking from the defense chance. You could feel it, and it was just like, yeah. it was the the crowd brought the energy. Just the team didn't match. <laughs> yeah, they really did it, and yeah. it just kind of felt, it kind of felt like all game. I was waiting for the Liberty, like. So game three, the Liberty were, they kept holding off the aces and then going on the little runs of their own. Yeah. They would, they would, they would, they, they, the aces would get close and then the Liberty would send them back and then they would just go on like, they would, they would go on their own run to make it, to, to give themselves space and then they, they would, they would cycle. Yeah. And I was waiting for the Liberty to do that all game and they just didn't and they, it was like, mm. As it kept going, like looking back on it, I, I was, I should have been more like, hmm. yeah, they're not doing what they, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they are actually fading when they need to not fade, and it was just, yeah, yeah, yeah it was. That's I can't wait for like whatever the first game I go to next season because this is gonna be a really bad taste in my mouth for a while. <laughs> like it just it yeah yeah. It's a tough one. Maybe they do some cool stuff in the off season and then we get over it, but Yeah. That's I mean, I assume we'll we'll get into this a little bit, but I assume that the that like we already know one of the off season moves because they've literally just said it and they're coring Brianna Stewart, yeah. which makes sense. And I assume I assume JJ comes back because like where else is she gonna go to be able to win a championship somewhat soon? Because it's literally just gonna be the the aces and liberty, and I don't think she's going to the aces after everything that happened this week. Um, yeah, it doesn't safe, feel like happen. that would be a... <laughs> yeah. I, I also just want to say, we're, I'm looking at the box score on ESPN, and for some reason, um, you know, like, they have the do not play here, and for some reason, Honshu is listed as playing zero minutes for the Liberty instead of just saying do not play, and Raquana Williams says the same thing for the Aces, which is really, like... Had, That's had funny. System. I wonder why. <laughs> I'm so bizarre. Um, so yeah, we, the game happened and then, um, we'll take a break. We're going to come back. And there was quite a bit of mess after this game four that, uh, we should probably discuss. And we're back. Uh, so after the game, 
Um, we got, so right after the game, and this is after game, at, at the end of game three, Sabrina Nescu hit the night-night uh, celebration after that dagger three she hit, um, which in hindsight, not the smartest thing, but also like, I mean, Sabrina Ionescu is just going to do that. Like, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, she better not do that again. Like, you just good with the bad here. Um, so the, I mean, the also, ACs, you're going to talk shit or you're going to get it back. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, I don't like it happens. Um, so Sid Colson kept, Sid Colson took a lot of things very personally, which apparently stretches back. Uh, she did her a bunch of Instagram lives. Um, stretches back to August when Sabrina Unescu told her during a game to, quote, take her ass to the bench, um, which apparently offended the whole team, um, which is like... August is wild. Like, that's yeah, like... Yeah. I, that's, a, that's, a, that's grudge holding I respect. When, when she first said it, I was like, oh, she must have said that in game three. And then they were like, it was in August. And I was like, really <laughs> that is so, the, that the whole team is still hold like not just i get it if sid colson's holding on to it but also like that's some funny trash talk because it's like yeah take your ass back to the bench you're constantly there um and sid colson said that she can't stand sabrina nescu which um doesn't surprise me given no like, that does not surprise <laughs> me either yeah no <laughs> if if i was in the league and not on the liberties i also probably couldn't stand sabrina nescu and that's evident that that's a league-wide phenomenon given how she was voted for by the league in the all-star game um that was that's so that happened and then we got the kelsey plum comments uh which we referenced before and i want to read the comment that like the full not just the one line but the full context quote i think we knew we hadn't played our best basketball we also knew that as much as they're a team, they're not a team, if that makes sense. They're really good individual players, but they don't care about each other. And you can tell in those moments, they revert back to individual basketball. Now, on the whole, I get what she's saying, and I agree. They don't yeah, care about each other is like the that's poorly wrong. Phrase. That's wrong. <laughs> yeah. But I understand what she's saying in the, in the general sense, because... Like, she's saying that the Aces are... But they are. Like, that team has been yeah. together for a while. That team has yeah. lost in the playoffs. That team has not... That team has come up short. That team has gone through the bad stuff. And that's how they're able to trust each other to get to the good stuff. That's what Kelsey's saying. But also, she just won a championship, and these teams don't like each other. So it's... Yeah. Like, when she was walking back the comments after the, after the game, I think it was the next day, maybe two yeah. days later... Because when was, all the Liberty was, players got mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course, the Liberty players are going to get mad about it. You're fucking telling them that they are like, they don't, they all hate each other. And yeah. like, that's just not, that's almost certainly not true. So it's just, it's one of those things where I think I know what she was trying to say. I just think in the moment she didn't say it correct, correctly, not the right word. She said it in a weird way. Yeah. And I think that it just pissed off the Liberty. Yeah. And, I get that because it is like that we they don't care about each other is really like like you said I mean that's like, the only thing that's <laughs> that's I would call if that you, wrong yeah if you take that out of the statement there's nothing to get upset about because that's literally just like I'm observing them in the moment they reverted back to what to playing as players as opposed to a team that comes with like you've said the aces are battle tested and they just have been here before multiple times they failed and now they succeed 
And that's what happens, especially with a team of this many players of this many caliber where they have to learn to play together and learn to sacrifice that when it's not going right, each one of them is going to go, well, I just got to turn it on now. That happens. Especially in a sport like basketball where yeah. it's, it's one thing to be in, be in another sport and be an individual. And I mean, really it's just baseball. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the, it, you could have nine individuals on a base in a baseball line, but it don't matter because like, you don't really have to play. You're only one person playing at the same time. Yeah. Obviously it's better to be a team, but you know what I mean? But in basketball, yeah. like you got past the open, open person and, and like the aces to have to, the aces were like, we, you have to go through that. And they didn't go through that before. And the Liberty, well, they did go through it. And now it's going to see most of this team is going to be back next year. Now let's see what it looks like. Now let's see what the one year after the devastating finals loss looks like. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's also the test. Yeah. And that's a test that the Liberty just, I mean, shit, they, this is the first finals they've been to in 21 years. Like there was no, there was no, um, there, 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 they, there was no battle testing. They were just bad, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, so that happened on the Aces side. The Liberty, um, they had their post-game press conference with Sandy, Stewie, and Sloot. And then very notably, JJ, Laney, and UNESCO weren't made available. Um, the team got fined $25,000 for not making them available. Each of those three players got fined $2,000 each for not making themselves available for the the media scrums or whatever they wanted them to do. And while I think that's stupid, like, I think it's stupid that they did that, that they didn't go out and they didn't, you know, own up in the post-game media. I also think that if I was in their shoes, I would also be very heavily considering, like, I don't want to talk to them right now. I'll take the $2,000 hand. And it's not, it's not, it doesn't make it right, but I get where they're, like, I get why they did it. And especially if you're Sabrina Ionescu or JJ or Laney with these sponsorship deals or whatever, like, I'll take the $2,000 hit. Like, who cares? So I was, I was going to ask, like, how do you feel about this? Um, I saw a few tweets and I think they make sense. And the WNBA is a, I don't want to say a real league because it always was, but the WNBA is a bigger league now. If you're in the finals, you're going to have to talk to the media. That's just, it is what it is. Like, like if the, if the Knicks go to the NBA finals this year and lose, Jalen Brunson is not going to be allowed to not talk to him. You know what I mean? And the, the WNBA is not at that level of, of competition yet, but also come on. Like it's the finals, man. The, you don't owe it to the media. The, I, I understand that the media and the players are in a weird spot with each other because they both need each other for content, but also players are distrustful of the media and I understand why and I get it. And also media can be kind of shitty towards players and I get it. But this is the MB- This is the WNBA Finals, and not talking, it kind of looks shitty to me. Like, yeah. I, I, I understand why they didn't do it, like you said, and I wouldn't want to talk after I just lost, but the fans want to hear you talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> ESPN wants to hear you talk, and you are on ESPN now. Like, this is just the name of the game of what, yeah. where we're at. And where the WRB is at now, you're a bigger league. It's just going to have to be that way. Yeah. 
yeah, the, it, it, again, it's, it's, they should go out there. I also get that, like, when you watch those post-game press conferences, especially in the finals with Vegas and New York, and you're listening to the questions that some of these, oh, I think the issue not good. is that, not good. is that, like, <laughs> because they're bigger now, and because it's the two super teams, mm-hmm. outlets mm-hmm. that don't normally cover the W are sending reporters out, and the reporters have no idea what to ask, so they're just coming up Awful with dumb questions. questions like, how Awful. would you rate your disappointment at losing the WNBA finals? Which I think is like, fucking ten. Both. Leave me alone. Like what? <laughs> no, like or, I agree with you there. Yeah, you're right so, there like, for sure. Like they they're asking Sandy, why didn't you give the ball to Sabrina Inescu? Like instead of just saying, well, why didn't why'd you go with that plan? It's just why didn't you give the ball to the other player whose name I know? I don't know anyone else on this team. Was really what that that quote sounded like to me. Yeah. So I I get it, and especially like. You know, Sabrina Nescu also just threw up. If I had thrown up, you would find me curled up in a ball on the floor. Like, I would not be able to move. I would be passed out. So, again, oh, yeah. they should go out there. But at the same time, I get it. And I'm not going to I'm not gonna sit here and be like, well, you know, that's their right or whatever. It's written into the contract. You know the hit you're going to take if you don't do it. That's your your choice if you're willing to take it. And I'm Joe Sy's not going to hurt for the twenty five thousand dollars, so I'm sure he was like, "It's yeah, up to you cares, guys. Yeah. I don't care." <laughs> it it's it's just one of those things where, like, this these are the unfortunate expectations of being a professional athlete, and I don't think athletes really want to talk to reporters after these losses and stuff. Like, even in no matter what sport it is, I highly doubt these guys want to go and blow a blow a save or blow a game or lose a finals and then be like, Hey, how'd you, how you feeling? You know, like they want to, they, they want to be mad and go home. Like they probably, they probably love talking to the media after a win or even like it enough where it's fun, like where you could have some fun with it, but yeah. it's just, it's kind of the name of the game and that's what it is. And also you're right about the questions. Like, <laughs> and I think that's also a problem with where the WNBA is at. Cause they're in a weird spot where they're growing, but also people who don't, people who don't watch these games are like asking these questions to, for lack of a better way to put it. Like no one's asking fucking LeBron James. How do you feel about your disappointment level after you lose a playoff game? He's like, that's you're asking him better questions than that. And I think yeah, the WNBA players also deserve better questions asked to them, but that's a, that's a media issue, not a player's issue, you know? Yeah. Because so you're the, right. Like it's a both problem. Yeah. It, it it and it's you know like I'm sure John Cole Jones didn't want to go out there and sit out there and have them be like, so why didn't you score as much? Like because that's the kind of question they'd ask. It wouldn't be like, so was something wrong? Were you feeling something? It would just be like, where were the points? Like it, it's it's bizarre. Like the the question, can you just ask a normal? It's it's like the the comments of which I don't even think we have time to get to the guy who was just hired Tibbetts as the the Mercury coach, where he's like, well, oh, I'm gonna learn the league. That, let's show- yeah, let's talk about that next week. Cause oh my god, I could yeah. talk about that for an hour. Cause <laughs> Jesus. But like people treat them like they're like two very separate. It's all basketball. Just watch the basketball game and think of what you would ask a men's player in that scenario is really what you have to do. Um yeah. so the the Liberty finally came out and had their comments during the um exit interviews, which were done on the game was Wednesday. They did their exit interviews on Friday. Um I kind of grabbed the four most, I think, because each, I believe it was Jackie Powell, asked all, 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 all of the people, the people 
all, all, all like, like their um their their thoughts, thoughts on the Kelsey Plumlee and, and so John John Cope had, had most most succinct thoughts. Uh, uh, it basically said it got it got taken out of context, out of context and simply meant meant the aces had had been fired together, together time, time again. again. While while was having having uh uh that, that I mean I mean we've said that. The, the John Quill Jones, Jones comments passed around, around a lot, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna read the exact, exact quote. quote. Uh, uh, Thinking think people when they're down and you're up, and honestly, to me, it felt classless. You could celebrate with your team, and instead, you chose to essentially shit on someone else. That, that um, it's sh- <laughs> I get again. It's the we don't care about it. You don't care about each other. Like, yeah. and when you keep saying that, it's gonna keep hitting on people. So that that was the one that sort of got passed around the most. Sabrina Ionescu said they couldn't be further from the truth. I've never been on a team that's been more committed to one another than what, what it's been like this year. We had players that came together in a short amount of time to try and win. And Stewie said, I think these are the best comments. And this, I think, is like Stewie's leadership shining through a bit here. My thoughts are congratulations to Vegas. They've been phenomenal from the start to the end. Win or lose, we'll just continue to carry ourselves with grace and keep that going forward. People got very mad at the John Quill Jones quote because of the word classless. Yeah, <laughs> and I think similarly to how Kelsey Plum's quotes were not 100% all that, like the way she said it was kind of, classless is a lot. <laughs> like classless yeah. is tough, you know? And it's very much, I think a very big part of this is these teams, these two teams at this point, with how the season gone went, I mean, with how the each of their games went, the finals and the regular season games, so even the the champ, the commissioner's trophy, everything, these teams do not like each other. These are two. No. Th- this isn't like a rivalry where it's kind of like a media driven rivalry, and I think it was in the beginning. Yes. But I think what ended up happening was was the aces were like, "Fuck that!" Like we're still here, and the liberty won a bunch of games and we're like, oh no, now we're here. And then when you're the aces and you're a champion and you've done all this stuff and then here's this new team that hasn't won shit, you're going to be mad. I I get it. If I'm the aces, I would hate the Liberty because I'd be like, who the hell do you think you are? You know what I mean? And when you're the Liberty, you're, you're the new kid on the block. And then you kind of get, uh, when, when it's, when it's really go time and it's the finals, you kind of get shown what it's about you're going to be a little salty too. And it's to the team that has been like, you are not on our level. Are you? you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a lot of like actual rivalry here. Yeah. Where it's not one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, here's our division rival that we just kind of don't like because of proximity. But it is what, it, like this, this one felt, it felt like these two teams knew all year that this is what it was going to end up. And then they ended up getting real spicy about it. And I, yeah. this is not going away. Like, you look at the power rankings for next year already, and it's Aces 1, Liberty 2. And it's like, yeah. we might see this again. And yeah. it's go- I'm looking at how the other teams are set up. The Sun are really good. I don't think I don't see how they become better than the Liberty within the next year. No. Like, so we could very well be sitting here this time next year talking about a finals rematch. And then we're even getting spicier, because then that's probably another commissioner's trophy uh, game. That's that's a that's a bunch of other primetime games that the Aces and the Liberty are going to play. That's a whole off season of them talking about each other. We need to get into the Olympics where they're going to be playing on the same team. <laughs> like 
like it's going to be a whole thing again. And it, yeah, with the, with the ages of all these players, it might be a whole thing for years. So yes. <laughs> we're setting up for this to be like a rivalry, like I like a like a Celtics Lakers situation, which is obviously the most extreme scenario here because those two organizations haven't liked each other for like thirty years, <laughs> even longer. You know what I mean? So like, like a, a cross country, like we're gonna see you later type of rivalry is a lot, and I think that's yeah. what we're getting at with these two. Yeah, it's it, this is fun. Like I'm genuinely, this is so exciting. I I want to feel the 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 joy of a rivalry where both teams are actually good. <laughs> you know, like it's hard to be like a Met fan in that Met Braves rivalry. And it's like, you suck, but actually we suck. Um, but so Kelsey Plum walks back the, the, the thing. We, we said that before. I want to read the tweets because there's one line in here that makes me laugh so hard knowing Kelsey Plum as, a, as like everything we've seen of her in public. Uh, so she tweeted out, it, she retweeted the John Quill Jones quote. And said, since the media wants to do clickbait, I'm going to cut this drama out right now so we can move on and be in peace. What I said was taken extremely out of context. I was trying to articulate my teammates and I have been through a lot and we used our bond to get over the hump. Then the next tweet. And getting through it doesn't happen overnight. Never been the type to throw shade. Quite the opposite, actually. I see how it came off. Never was my intention, and I apologize. Our game grew immensely from the series. Don't let this bullshit detract from the biggest win here. So my first thing is, I don't think it was out of context. I think it was worded poorly, and I think it's, like, obviously the media is going to clickbait it by repeating it ad nauseum to each of these players, but, like, oh yeah, the actual yeah, reporting wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't like they took that quote and, like, chopped it up and made it into something else. Like, that was a full-length paragraph quote. Um, I also think it's funny that she said she's never been the type to throw shade, quite the opposite, actually, when that's literally, Kelsey Plum's thing is, like, throwing shade anytime she talks. I, I don't understand how you can say that with a straight face. Oh, yeah, she's a shit talker. Yeah. I mean, literally, what is it, like, three or four tweets before, oh, did she delete it? She deleted it. She had retweeted a tweet from someone throwing shade about how uh, and it's true, but it's the way it was worded was right. I wish I had saved it. Um, that basically Kelsey Plum has two rings and UNESCO has none. Um, she also was the person that before game four put out the wonderful quote of we've been hurt. We've been arrested. We've been sued, which like, <laughs> she's just a world-class shit talker, but own it. Don't come out and like walk back your own shit talking abilities. That's what yeah, makes it fun. Own it. Yeah. Like only it's part of the fun. <laughs> like being a shit talker and then being like, hell yeah, I am like win then like, yeah. damn. All right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I also get why she's walking it back because I don't yeah. really think, I don't think professional athletes want to be like 1977 professional athletes where they're like, <laughs> where they're like beefing for real, you know, like magic, yeah. like to go back to the Lakers Celtics rivalry, magic Johnson and Larry Bird are friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it, they didn't like each other at first, but they are friends now and yeah. they were friends then. They, they yeah. met on our commercial and they became very good friends, like legitimately. And I think they want to kind of keep the rivalry on the court a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if the players want to do that, but also I wouldn't be surprised if this does not stay on the court because there's just a lot of spicy personalities on both sides. Yeah. And I think that's just kind of what's the, the, the reality of the situation. Yeah. I mean, she walked it back. Her teammates undid the walk back on Twitter where like Asia Wilson and Sid Colson were getting in on it. Um, and then they had the oh, Sid Colson ain't walking shit back. Sid, <laughs> oh, Sid no. Colson is how you should shit talk. She is like, 
like if I want to model my shit talking after someone, it's her because she does it and she's like modest in her own way about it. It's great. She's like a premier shit talker. Some some lesbian tweeted at her, like yelling at her yesterday, and Sid Coulson retweeted it and said, "It's a shame I have to share the alphabet with you," which is the funniest thing. Yo, I've that's crazy. <laughs> I missed that one. That's crazy. Like, God, I man. love Sid Coulson. She's hilarious. Oh, yeah, she's great. I love her. Yeah, she's great. This whole thing got Jackie Young on Twitter, which is like, let her let her live her life in peace. She's like, I gotta get in on this too. Um. And then they had their championship parade where Asia Wilson was wearing a shirt with the MVP votes that she got on the back. And uh, Sid Coulson got up and took the mic and shit talked again. And Jackie Young had night night painted on her fingernails. And um, Alicia Clark and Becky Hammond called out Stewie for shooting three for 17. This is just this is like that's. Be... <laughs> but that's that good shit, Grace. Like, yeah, like oh, we're no, probably going to talk like it this reminds me of the of the WNBA the, the, the sorry that WNCAA women's championship last year yes absolutely with Angel Reese doing like talking all the shit and people shitting on her and it's like no Caitlin Clark is a huge shit talker when she <laughs> loses give it back to her like that's the whole point <laughs> of this whole thing you know what i mean like yes. obviously don't be like mean or bully her or whatever but if if you're going to be like that Sabrina uh, Yonescu is going to be like that. That's her. That's what she does. That's what makes her great. But also, you better be able to take it when it happens to you. Because otherwise, you're just like, you're not about it. No. It, it's... Like, that's the stuff that makes the... That's the stuff that puts the league on the map in a way. Yeah. That's the stuff that gets people talking about it. That's the stuff that... Twitter was wild after that loss. <laughs> like, could you imagine... Or win, if you're an Aces fan. Like, could you imagine... 10 years ago saying Twitter was wild about a WNBA finals game. People weren't even watching it. Like not, not to be yeah. rude, but that's just kind of like the reality of the situation. And now it's, it was like a, it was like a WNBA Twitter is ruthless and it's, yeah. that's going to get the league more popular. Like that's just yeah. what social media does. I don't know. You, I, I saw oh, that stuff is cool. Elena Coates challenged some Liberty fan to a one-on-one. This is great. Like, this is hilarious. I, I'm Again, I love this. And like you said, the league loves this too. The league is seeing pure dollar signs right now because the coast-to-coast rivalry with this level of intensity, this is going right before a CBA negotiation where they're going to get a new mm-hmm. media deal. This is mm-hmm. fantastic for the league. They're gonna. The league is gonna be willing to up that cap space so that they can all both teams can keep every single player to keep this going. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's it was messy but very very fun. And you know, I want one Liberty player to be about twenty percent more online so that way we can actually get tweets between the players. Oh God, it'll happen too. <laughs> if any one of them is online, it'll happen too. Sabrina Nescu has been online before she needs to be online again she's not going overseas this this she has plenty of time let her get oh, on not? there no so it, i think literally jj is the only one confirmed to be other than marine johannes but like of the starters jj is the only one confirmed going over stewie said she might but she's not positive because of the the new baby she's going to china right uh jj yes jj's going to china yeah okay so they got time <laughs> yeah, we got this is I need I need like 
I need them to get online. I need like I I want I want like <laughs> shit talking on Twitter. That's the one thing the Celtics and Lakers couldn't do. They couldn't do the shit talking twenty four seven online. I want it now. <laughs> 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 All right. So let's let's take a break, and then when we come back, we'll wrap it up with some uh, post mortem on the season and looking ahead. All right, and we're back. Um, so. I feel like, and we'll get into this in the coming weeks, obviously, but um, I feel like the the biggest questions for the two teams, uh, for the, the aces at this point, is um, what's happening with the Candace Parker spot? Um, yeah. Like, is she coming back? I assume if she wants to play next season, she probably just resigns with the aces and runs it back. Because I don't think, I personally don't think Candace Parker wants her career to end on a foot injury that takes her out of half I the mean, season, even though she yeah, won the ring. Yeah. Um, if, if she doesn't come back, if she's decided she's hanging it up, um, I, I mean, part of me has felt like, uh, if Elena Deladon's willing to leave Washington, she wants to win a ring. That could be a good spot. I also, Tina Charles is playing again and we all know Tina Charles wants to win a championship. Yeah. (laughs) Could we get the Tina Tina Charles era of the Aces? And they got, they got money to spend the Aces, like secretly. They, the way they set up their contracts, I think they have a max slot available. Yes. For someone, so it's not like they don't have a lot of money. Like, they could afford to, they could afford to be a little spicy here, and yeah. I don't know what they're playing. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're comfortable with the Stars and Scrubs method that they did in a way that is just a bunch of really good players and then filling your bench out with, like, ring chasers, for lack of a better yeah. term. I, I don't really know what their appetite for that is. I don't know if they want to, like, kind of spread that money around that they have. I think they would probably just sign the star and figure it out because they already know that they could win that way. Yeah. Um, and honestly, signing the star is the better option every time, in my opinion. Yeah. So I could see, I don't think Deladon ever leaves. I feel like she, the way she sounded at the end of that, after the Mystics loss, she sounded like it's a possible, a, a possibility, but that feels like, um, that feels like big talk <laughs> and not a lot yeah. of, that feels like something that she feels in the moment, but doesn't actually want to leave because she just doesn't, she doesn't give me that vibe. Yeah. I feel like of the two big free agents on the mystics, um, I think cloud is the more likely one to try and go somewhere else. Um, yes. Yeah, so I could see her leaving to try to get a little more just like, yeah. Out there. But yeah. Deladon uh, just feels like a mystics lifer. He and her family's near there. Her sister lives, I believe with her. I, I wouldn't be surprised. She doesn't want to uproot everything to just go. To even New York, like yeah, yeah, it's not like she um she already has that with and the mystic the mystics are not bad like no I, if they, they were the if liberty they, they could have <laughs> yeah if they were healthy this year they would have been a better seed like they were just the seven seed because every single like if Shakira Austin didn't have that freak injury to her hip yeah they probably would have been, been like a five though. four or five seed like they were yeah. good um the liberty i assume just run it back at this point other than the mystery of what happens to the marine johannes spot because she's gone for the year um but i like i assume jj comes back we know stewie's back um there was a interesting quote from uh salutes post game presser where she basically talked about um how it there's been a discussion in the vandersloot quigley household about Allie Quigley coming back, and that could be interesting, but I'm also, like, terrified of adding another, like, like, Courtney uh, Vandersloot is their older play, oldest player of their starters. How old is she? 
she's like 35 i think i honestly thought she was i thought she was like 38 to be honest with you that's why i asked i could be wrong i i feel like she's 34 i think quigley's 37 so like yeah that's what i thought but that's what i meant i meant quigley not not vanderson i thought quigley was in her like almost 40 yeah so yeah quigley i believe is let's say Allie Quigley is 37. She'll be 38 halfway through next season. So that's, the, that's I, I, I like, I wouldn't hate it, but it does terrify. Like the dream is, and I don't think they'll be able to do it just because of the money situation, but if they can shift things around and you can convince Luke to be the first person off the bench, I would want to take a run at Natasha cloud. Cause that kind of solves a big problem you have where your guards can't defend. Um, yeah, like that's the type of player they should be going after, but yeah. they just the way their cap situation is. I'd have to look into their cap more because um, I'm not 100 percent sure where they fall with all the money with the money saving stuff that they did, and I don't know how they're gonna do, handle Stewie because they're gonna core her, and I know I don't remember exactly what the core contract situation is. Um, if it's like a franchise tag in the NFL, I'm trying to think. I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember how the contract works for coring someone, but I don't know if they're going to try to extend her and then um, lower her price. I don't know if she even wants to take a pay cut. Uh, I mean, so she took a pay cut this year. Yeah, that's true. It's it's and a one year like, super max offer. The core. Okay, but I think if you core them, you can. If you do it for more than one year, I, I read an article about it, and I'm like super like I it was not enough reading for me to be able to actually be very qualified on this. But like, I think you can go through an extension thing because if you extend Stewie, all you have to do is every player is going to the 2025 free agency is going to be wild because every player is going to sign until 2025 because that's when the CBA ends. So if you can yeah. get to like if you if the core thing and then you go okay well we'll do the extension for two years at this lower price and then I assume they keep Steph Dolson but sure, that they, they gave her 160k I assume that goes down um, just given the makeup of that team I assume you get her for for and she, everything it sounds like she wants to stay in New York so you might get that hometown discount as well um, if you can if you can convince. Natasha Cloud to buy in on that, and you can convince Sloot to be the first person off the bench. I think that's probably your best move. And also, if you want this rivalry to get even hotter, and another premier shit talker is really the vibe there. Yeah, the- <laughs> that's like that's the highest ceiling move too that they could make. Yeah, that's it, it. Makes the most sense. Like you can go out and you can sign whoever else is going to be a free agent this offseason, but like that's the move that makes sense for the team and gives them the best. The, the highest ceiling like you said like so that's that's been my dream for a couple of months now i assume it's not going to happen but i would love to see natasha cloud in new york yeah that'd be great yeah so i'm reading the core stuff now and she could either sign it so it's like a like restricted free agency in other sports okay. um where she could sign it and but she probably won't sign it. it it reminds me of the um nfl franchise tag that's why i mentioned it but she gets the core offer which is a one-year super max but before then she could negotiate a extension instead in lieu of it which nfl teams do all the time with their players they'll either yeah. they'll extend the franchise tag on them the guy won't sign it until the deadline and they could either extend them before the deadline or just sign it and then figure it out the next year yeah. um i don't know what they're gonna do either way i don't really see her going away after this year anyway but we'll see <laughs> 
Uh, I would assume that she just stays long-term. Like, this is going to be her long-term home. It sounds like she wants it to be. And also, John Cole Jones says she's in the same article I just read, which was by Alexa Philippiou. I don't know. I'm sorry I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Oh, she's a good reporter. A, I've seen her stuff. Yes, yeah. she is good. I just never know how to pronounce that last name, to be quite honest with you. Um, <laughs> John Cole Jones said that she's trending on coming back here, was a quote yeah. from her in this article. So... And then Kolb called her arguably our best player in terms of consistency. So it sounds like one of those things where Kolb wants her back. I think John Quell wants to come back. I think there's money to come back. So it's and just kind of like a good storm. She's still on the core. Because like, she was cored for two years in Connecticut. And I think she's still on that super. Because I don't, you know, obviously she didn't sign any sort of long-term extension with them or anything like that i think she's on that super max money so i wouldn't be surprised if they can get her to she is a little bit less. she, she yeah. is on that super max money she was cored twice by yeah so back to back i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if she obviously likes it here like you could just as much as you know the the they don't care about each other you can tell that she does enjoy her team <laughs> <laughs> um so like again i i don't think i think that the whole plan is here is to and i mean the aces have done it too where it's basically get everyone to buy in on the system of everyone takes a little bit less for all of us to be more successful and the, the other the other thing there i assume is that basically kolb is telling and you know um, natalie williams with the the aces is telling basically the players like i you know this is what you're getting now, but when the cap goes up, we will give you more is essentially, I assume yeah. what they're saying to them, because why would you not say that you're going to go to Stewie yeah. and be like, you stay here now. And then after 2025, that number's going up. You, you know, you're going to stick around. But also uh, like Laney took a pretty big pay cut. Yeah. Um, Thornton didn't get a raise really, which she is got, essentially like, a, a pay cut for her. Cause she could have gotten a yeah. big raise. Like Dolson's money is off the books and I don't know if she's going to come back. Uh, Ionescu makes her money goes up, um, pretty but not as much as it could. No, so because 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 I'm looking at um, at a at the cap right now, 211k last year. So you could maybe get negotiate that down a little bit. If you can negotiate that down the way you did Laney to get under, then you could really start to make other moves, you know? Yeah. They have seven hundred k in cap space right now. Yeah, that's not. I mean, that's not bad given that, like, essentially, I you, you know, you got to get Stewie and JJ in there. But I assume Stewie takes the pay cut that she took this past year because obviously she was willing to take it to come here. You know, it yep. wasn't like, oh, I need that max money. Like she wanted, she clearly wants to be here. Like I, I don't, you know, and we're not in the athletes' heads, we're not in the locker room, but everything seems to point to she is home. Like that. I mean, that was the post she made right after she signed and they did the press conference. It was home. Like, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it just feels like that. It's crazy that like it's still happening. But like she she's just here, which is crazy. Um, And then for us, I don't like we're again, weird time to start a WNBA podcast where by episode four, we have nothing really to talk yeah. about in terms of games. Um. I mean, Athletes Unlimited is probably going to start at some point, and that was fun last year. So I assume we could we could do that. I'm not a big women's college basketball fan just because I don't have a team I root for. Um, because I, I oh yeah, I just root for. <laughs> I love college sports because I root for. That's the one sport that exists in the world for me that I don't have a 
specific team, I'm rooting for the chaos. <laughs> so maybe we'll cover sports. that when, when that pops off because I think that they're playing now, but there's a lot of games. <laughs> like, oh, of course, it's a- it's, it's more going to be following like the big, I think, the big yeah. players and what's going yeah. on with draft stuff and all that because the draft stuff is really interesting because the COVID years messed everything up with eligibility. Like, yeah. And there's so many talented players coming out now that we could see players staying extra years to maximize their NIL money because they're going to make bank there now. And that probably is comparable to WNBA salaries where in other sports, I don't care how good of a college football player you are. You're going to make more in the NFL than you are. If you're a first round pick than you are at (laughs) NIL money, but Angel Reese might not, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like she might make uh, just as much, so you might as well stay at LSU. Yeah. But yeah, there's a, and also like the WNBA offseason has been kind of spicy the last few years. Yeah. Especially like we're going to, free agency is going to start sooner than we, you know, real. It's October 26th. Last year, the, the John Quill Jones trade, which was kind of the big moment of the offseason pre free agency happened right at the beginning of January. So we're like two months from stuff really kicking off in terms of moving players and everything like that. Um, I, you know, and the, the aces Liberty thing, I, I might cool a little bit, but I don't think it's going away given, given the amount that Sid Colson has been tweeting online. It's not dying anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, Olympics is going to be fun. Yes. Yeah. We need like Jocelyn Willoughby. <laughs> to be like our Sid Colson, where she's almost never in a game, but just talks a lot of shit. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> All right. So I think that's I think we've we've covered on a bunch of stuff. And uh next week, I mean we've got we've got actual stuff to talk about in terms of Teaspoon and Nate Tibbetts, sort of the two opposite ends <sighs> of the the coaching intro <laughs> spectrum. <laughs> Say that oh again. Oh my god. That uh... I was I was in the I was literally saw that quote from Nate Tibbetts and I I like sighed out loud and I was in the middle yeah. of like a big important thing and I couldn't control myself. We'll get into that next week. Um, so as always, we're available on you know Twitter or whatever at uh, TOTK Pod. Uh, promise I'll start actually tweeting from that, and uh, you can email us at what is it t-o-t-k podcast at gmail.com um anything you want to add thomas we kind of went we kind of went for a lot tonight um in a short amount of time i'm pretty proud of us to be honest yeah. we we're efficient efficiency <laughs> yeah. ratings through the roof yeah we were we were efficient unlike brianna stewart <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thank you for listening, and uh, see you next week with whatever we decide to talk about then. <laughs>